Welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Blair, wife, mother of three, author of Holistic Wealth, and founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth. The show will showcase various experts in the key pillars of holistic wealth. Each week, we deliver the best information on how to become holistically wealthy and live your best life. With me today, I have a very special guest. My guest today is Tracy Lamari, and Tracy is the founder of the internationally award-winning PR firm, Lamori Media. Tracy, welcome to the show today. It's so great to have you here. Hi, I'm very happy to be here to meet you and to speak to your audience. Thank you so much. Okay, great. And so I just wanted to start with your journey a bit, Tracy, because your journey sounds fascinating. And I know your firm has enjoyed tremendous success. Yeah, it's definitely a different one. I always say it's one that no other publicist can claim for sure. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. In my younger years, in my 20s, I was in sales, just entry level, working for people and just whoever hired me kind of thing. Myself and my husband, Dave Parkinson, in our other life, so to speak, we had had a radio show, which was all about social justice issues, you know, anti-racism issues, different kind of things like that in the early 90s. And then by the time, you know, a year or two later, that show was no more. We were just doing our jobs. But the internet had come along giving everybody this platform to kind of share causes and information that they cared about. And so just doing that in the very early days of the internet, somehow we came across information about this case that was completely under the radar. And this kind of advocacy was not not something we had thought about before, but we learned about the case of a man who was saying he was innocent on death row in Pennsylvania. And I remember we were like, how innocent can this guy be? We started to look into it. We wrote to him. He wrote back 18 pages, all kinds of legal and case information. And long story short, we ended up building an advocacy campaign. Again, we were not publicists. We were literally, you know, just a couple of activists living in a basement apartment. Um, learning how to use the internet. So in order to get it off the internet and into the real world, I had to learn how to write a media release. So I literally learned how to write a press release on the Alta Vista. And the work was just really successful. And again, long story short, we ended up getting just in our 20s with no legal experience and no media experience. We were all over everything from Court TV, MSNBC, CNN, People Magazine, Der Spiegel in Germany. Ultimately, that man was released. Jimmy Dennis was released from death row. And the world agreed that he was innocent. The courts in a press setting decision freedom in 2017 that was just you know not for profit we never related it as a any any kind of skills we were building there that we could eventually monetize and one day i literally had a light bulb moment that wow i'm good at writing and i'm really good at getting messages into media and that's actually something people pay for i'm going to start doing that instead of telemarketing and literally from that moment so now as a business story i always say no you may not have that kind of a background but you know you have something you love something you're skilled at something you're passionate about other part of your life that doesn't involve your 9 to 5 that you that you may potentially be able to build a life that you love out of that, that you haven't even thought of because your mind has just been in a different place from it. You know, work is something I do. It's something I do for money. It's not something I should ever enjoy. And it's hard to make that jump to think that you can, you know, be successful or even something you enjoy. Like that wasn't fun things, you know, but it, but the skills that I had developed out of that was something that I could apply to a business sense that I had never, for 15 years, I never thought of. So now as a publicist, I help people elevate and celebrate what they're doing and use their voices effectively to get media and public attention, essentially. Yeah, no, and that's, that's a great story and so many lessons there for others. Because now that you're talking, I'm thinking about people who want to, you know, establish themselves as publicists. And given your story, which is so amazing, what advice 
based on that story would you have for people want especially for PR today which is I think it's it's so much more competitive to be a successful publicist it takes a lot of skills so you got to be you got to make sure you have them all you got to be a writer of course you got to know how to write a press release but you also have to really know how to deal with a lot of people because you're going to be working with a lot of different people in terms of clients a lot of different people that you've got to frame your messaging for so that they can understand it process it so you deal with people you deal with messaging you deal with you know celebrities nothing can phase you you got to be ready to on a dime anything can be different no two days are the same which is what i love about it but it can also be challenging for people who you know can't think quickly on their feet just you know word of the year pivot years ago i heard a billionaire business guy say he never hired anybody with an mba because he'd rather someone who figured it out themselves so there's two different paths either way you don't have to necessarily go to school i didn't and i th- and i'm glad i did but you have to be smart you have to be savvy you have to be able to not just think on your feet but to understand what different people do and be able to like kind of sick, slip right into any project you know so you mm-hmm. have to be a generalist in some ways too so i would say you know read widely that sounds funny but read i read magazines cover to cover i know a little bit about almost every you know what I mean? So, you know, so it's good to be, to just have that general base of knowledge so you're comfortable and then everything else is communications and contacts. So if you want like real, how do I do it tomorrow advice? In the old days, I started being a freelancer and because of the wonderful world of the internet, there are sites that I haven't used in years, but eight years ago, I was making a pretty good part-time income and introducing myself as a publicist so I could build up, you know, my client base with references and people who said I've done it for them using sites like Elance back in the day. I think it's called Upwork or something now, but there's a million different kinds of jobs on there and PR is one of them and communications is one of them. So all you need to do is get, you know, one of those or get one small business to understand what PR is as opposed to advertising. You know, why you want to put out an editorial message as opposed just an advertorial message and get that one small entrepreneur, one small business, one small artist to convince them that you're the one to do their messaging and then do it really well. Like Mm -hmm. you have to start small and show the world that you can do it. But eight years ago, I literally started with a corner of a rented apartment after we'd sold our house back to Toronto and we weren't sure where we were going to go. So, and I had a monstrous old desktop and an internet connection. And, you know, the experience that not professionally, but as an activist and advocate, I'd gotten some, you know, lots of stories in media and stuff, but really that wouldn't have got me anywhere if I hadn't uh, had the confidence to sell myself to start saying, no, you know what? I'm a publicist. This is what I do. This is what I can do for you. Try me at $200, which is, you know, 10% of the price of what a publicist charges per month. But when I first started, I didn't care. I was like, you know what? Give me 200 bucks. I'll write you a press release. I'll send it all over. I'll get you media attention. You'll be, uh, you know what I mean? Be hungry and show the world what you can do like you have to with anything. For sure. And so for somebody who, you know, because everybody wants to establish themselves as a thought leader today, right? And right out of the gate, it's, there's so much pressure to establish yourself rather quickly too. Because, you know, media evolves so quickly nowadays. And so how does one go about that, especially in the world of COVID, where it's dominating the news cycle and it's moving so fast and there's everything else going on, the political unrest and everything that's dominating the media. How does one establish oneself as a thought leader today? So it doesn't matter, you know, what's going on in the mainstream media. You know, when I say mainstream, I mean television, radio, print, like the stuff that existed when we were growing up, you know, as opposed Mm -hmm. to, like you said, this explosion of the new media that we can control. There are so many platforms, like you said, those that to anybody who's thinking about it and looking at it, not just staring at their desk and doing their work for their, their three clients. Yes, there is a lot of pressure. And if you're not feeling that pressure, you're not paying attention because that's what I speak about a lot is, you know, if you're not out there as a, speaking to media or if you're not writing or being 
quoted than somebody else in your industry is. And you're, and you're definitely falling behind because when they're searching, you know, for who to even come to as a customer, your, your competitor is light years ahead of you when they can say they're internationally quoted this and that. So how do you do that? Well, number one, if anybody wants a short, quick, easy way, hire me. You can hire a publicist, but to be honest, most publicists, you know, if you call a big PR house and they don't know you right off the bat, that's the average, though this has probably changed in COVID. I'm sure there's people who will do it for much less, but the corporate kind of traditional PR house where you get some, a senior person like me and then a couple junior people, you know, really working on your file, they would charge 3000 a month, three months minimum. And that's just too high a bar for more, most entrepreneurs, especially since 80% of entrepreneurs don't really have a really an understanding of what that could do for them. You know, so I always say, and I hope other publicists are doing the same thing too. I hope they're lowering that bar because I think that's part of the reason why every corporate, you know, every everybody in corporate has a communications department. That's the PR department. But when it comes to the entrepreneur level, the solopreneur, uh-uh, they're thinking advertising, but they just aren't thinking about that editorial thing. And the way I relate that, it's like if you're sitting on an assembly line, like in a factory in an old cartoon and you're doing your job and on that thing going by in front of you is literally New York Times, Reader's Digest, all these things, but you're too busy ignoring it because, you know, doing what you do to actually see what those opportunities are. So there are some things that you can do, you know, yourself right now if you can't hire a publicist, which are start thinking about things like low bar things are medium, for example. Write on medium articles like you would write it in a real newspaper because most people think that it's like Huffington Post. Really, it's something anybody can write on. It's as easy as making a Facebook post. But if you do it well and you write well and you put your thoughts forward, they are actually articles and also they can get tons of hits because they're on their platform and even to the point where it, you know, it gets on their front page and it gets millions, blah, blah, blah. But more importantly than that, there are a whole bunch of sources, things like Herald, things like Source Bottle, where reporters who are, I call this the opposite of a press release. It's similar to the way we met, you know, Podmatch services. There's also mainstream media like Oprah.com, The List, Reader's Digest, Good Housekeeping, New York Times. I've gotten clients into recently by using those free services where reporters who are under deadline, you know, with a story that they've already been assigned, but they don't have the sources for, will be like, hey, I'm looking for a real estate agent, you know, under deadline for, for Cosmopolitan at nine o'clock. So there's literally daily opportunities that if you're monitoring them, and of course, it takes a couple of hours to sit there and look through them all and then write your pitch and all that. That's where the, the nice thing about a publicist is we're looking constantly for media opportunities for you. You're just sitting there and getting them on your desk and responding to them, and then you're getting into interviewed, right? I always say life's a pitch and that's with a P. Before you even reach out, perfect that pitch. Make sure you understand, you know, what they're looking for. And obviously, first you answer their question in those cases, but also that little, you know, more about Tracy, more about whoever has to be really key. That's not a resume. It's not listing everything you've ever done. It's supposed to, you know, be a little concise thing that explains in a clear way why you'd be a good guest. You know, so the news, it's you as an expert speaking about what you know that we don't know. And then how do you find the stories in there? All good advice. And I'm just wondering, as you're talking about the larger outlets, you know, like you mentioned, Oprah and the New York Times. Yeah. Is it harder now to get into those publications? And Nope. Literally this month, New York Times and Reader's Digest, I got one client in both of those literally in the last two weeks. Because, well, number one, when you see those requests, you act quickly. The deadline might be two days from now. Well, two days from now, they'll probably have their article written because the reporter is not there to collect every single comment in the world and go through them and decide which one is perfect. No, she's looking to write her article quickly. So number one, answer quickly. You do not write a book. Don't get caught up in that. Think more about giving them your, your angle. Sometimes they'll say, please write 200 words. And then, you know, they just want to actually copy and paste it. But more, they're like, they want an expert to interview you. So they just want to know who you are. 
what your background is and you know what your angle is most importantly like don't make it something that everybody else would say not the obvious have a personality in your response and then you know more and more likely to get used the more and more you're successful you know and and podcasts which a lot of people haven't got their head around yet they are turning into mainstream media especially in this age of covid i've been on about 40 and i'm booked on about, about 100 more up till next april and i've been finding them super effective half the hosts are hiring me half of the people listening like it's become the new media which it is right but it's also the new networking it's also the new marketing so it's just this huge opportunities and there's thousands of them around the world again it's all about the pitch right and that's so true and like as you're speaking of thinking about you know entrepreneurs thinking about the return on investment for pr yeah. And is it possible to speak about that? Because as you mentioned, like some firms, the retainers go up to like five, $6,000 per month. Yeah. And for an entrepreneur starting out, that's a, that's a large sum of money. And it's sometimes hard to quantify it. I yeah. mean, if you land some big, 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 you know, outlets, yeah. then it's much easier. But for a lot of entrepreneurs starting out with not establishing a name yet, the product is unknown or the service. Nobody knows about them. I've developed this, you know, what can you really do for me, Tracy? I heard you on a podcast. And I and for entrepreneurs, I have a price point that we develop between me and whoever the entrepreneur is, depending on what their goals are, what they expect out of it, right? Depends on how much work I need to do to accomplish those goals. But basically between 500 bucks and a thousand bucks, they can start. There was one client that hired me, 26 years old, zero media experience, none. She was a life coach. She's still with me now three years later. But a lot of people are life coaches. What do you, you know, what could differentiate her, right? And so she had decided she wanted to start sharing her experience. And if she shared her experience of life, you know, a challenge she'd gotten through, people would be more likely to come to her. So she told me she wanted to share her experience of life with bipolar. So literally, I'm not kidding, not even 12 hours later, I just happened to see in one of those things, Good Housekeeping magazine, 150-year-old iconic American magazine, looking for women between 25, and <laughs> she's 26, and 40 who will share their story about bipolar. So I connected them, the reporter loved her, reporter decided to include her, not just in the article, but in the print issue of Good Housekeeping, the one you actually see, you know, when you're at the drugstore counter. Right. So and that, and she'd never been in any media. Now, since then... I can't even tell you how much media we've got her. And it was like, boom, 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 because all we had to say from then on, as featured in Good Housekeeping, I Am Not My Mental Illness. That's good. And I noticed you have you have two offices, Tracy. So you have an office in Toronto and you have one in Hollywood Hills, right? So it's, it's not actually an office there right now. With the COVID, I'm on, we're like, everything's in Toronto right now. But I do spend like every year, I'm in Hollywood ever since 2018, the 2018, 2019. You know, I have more clients down there than I have here in Canada. So, but normally I'm literally global, international, like my clients. But yeah, right now I'm kind of grounded to, <laughs> I'm back home where I came from, Toronto. Still, uh, borders are open with more comfort and more ease of travel. Right. And so, can you tell us about some of the clients that you had, some of the more celebrity type clients and probably one of the more notable projects that you've worked on? Yeah, notable to me is not necessarily the celebrity one, but in terms of celebrity, I've worked with a lot of different projects. I've worked with DJ Speedy, who, um, if you don't know his name and you Google him, you'll see he has more than, I think, more than 65 Billboard Top 20 hits for, for people like Beyonce, for Jay-Z, for Waka Flocka, for Young Jeezy, all those kind of people. So he's pretty much a star maker. I don't know how old you are, but you know, Richard Pryor, who was one of the most famous comedians of our time, he was obviously died before I became a publicist, but I've worked pretty extensively in bringing to Canada his son, who's Richard Pryor Jr., who's a well-known writer who wrote a book called The Pryor Life last year, was on all the red carpets with everybody from, you know, people from Happy Days. 
<laughs> I mentioned Jimmy Dennis, you know, where began the story about how he was on death row. Well, now he's being featured in, he's been featured in Rolling Stone magazine for his music, as well as for the story. And in Philadelphia magazine coming up this week, he was just on the Neil Haley show, which is going to be on airing on Thursday to 200 markets across, you know, syndicated radio right across America. And they only in- interview celebrities. And that's, that's where he's at now. So we say never, never give up. But um, I, that, I think that's a good piece of advice. So I want to leave everybody think about that little saying too. We didn't get this far to only get this far. You know, no matter where you are, like whether where you are right now is, you know, some lauded, applauded place where you're getting awards and celebrity and writing books and all that, or whether you're just, you know, someone listening who just got this far, meaning they got up today and it was hard to do and they felt like jumping off a cliff yesterday, but you know what? They didn't and they might want to feel like that again tomorrow. Think about it. You didn't get this far. You didn't get through all the challenges you've had in life. You didn't get through all all of that stuff just to drop today. So wherever, you know, whatever the challenges were and wherever today is, you didn't get this far to only get this far. So you got to keep on going. And like Jimmy Dennis says, never, never give up because, you know, there's better stuff ahead, but we have to make that happen. Yeah. Now, wise words. And there's so many businesses struggling because of COVID-19 and so many businesses trying to make a pivot because whole industries are going obsolete, you know, day by day with lockdowns and quarantine. And I'm sure, you know, some people are listening and going, is there a way that I can do this in a very nimble, quick way in terms of getting some publicity, getting some media? And I know you mentioned a few of them during the early part of our conversation. But is there anything else, Tracy, that you can think of that you would advise? A lot of it really is mindset because I have one talk where I talk about building up your yourself so that you can be that expert so that you feel confident going out and finding those opportunities because honestly, most of it is just, once you get that little pitch together, that little more about me, you know, most of it then is just realizing you're the only one putting a window, a limit on yourself. I reach out now for my clients you know, who are local and I find them international speaking opportunities just by pitching them because you only have to convince one person, whether it's that one newsroom or that one person doing the whatever. So put your best foot forward, put your best pitch forward before you do all that. Like it really comes with believing in yourself. And I find with women a lot, even power women that I work with who are hugely accomplished and all that, when it comes to talking about themselves, they're like, oh, I'm not very good at that or I don't want to do that or, you know, or you make me sound so good. They don't really realize how accomplished they actually are. The people that you see on on TV are no different than the people in terms of, you know, the experts you see being quoted on TV. They're not better than you. They don't know their work better than you. They either, you know, hired a publicist or they just figured out how to get in the media's radar. So the only difference between, like I said on one podcast, the people that are on TV is that they told the media about it. So you need right. to first understand that you are, you know, you have a voice and a worth and something to say, and then perfect that pitch and make sure if I can leave you with anything, make sure it's, you know, go and Google editorial versus advertorial and really understand that editorial is ultimately the reporter is deciding what comes to air. You don't write it, you tell them about it, and you know they ultimately they're deciding what's being said about you. Advertorial is where you're you know writing it, and it's going to be exactly what you say, and it's an either an ad or one of those things that looks like an ad. What I do is not editorial. My my belief is that with sophisticated audiences today and the way we all consume everything, we you know we know what an, what an ad is, and you know at least for people like me, it's a lot more effective. If somebody else is telling me you're an expert and I'm reading you being quoted and, you know, I'm seeing that if I Google your name, I see five different places where you're quoted. So it's not just that you bought something. Then that's what really builds that thought leadership. It's what differentiates you from your competitor to the customer. You know, so all over it just, you know, it builds your brand, it builds whatever you're working on right then, whatever company. And I always say, think about yourself as the product, you know, not your current book or your current company, because that could change. 
right? You are the expert and this is what you're doing right now. Yeah. And I so agree because in my book, Holistic Wealth, you know, you mentioned mindset at the beginning of that answer. And it's so true having the right mindset. And that includes taking measured risks and not seeing the current situation as, as permanent. It's temporary and, you know, it provides an opportunity for us to really seize the moment. So Tracy, I want to thank you for being on the show. Can you tell listeners where to find you on social media and your website? Absolutely, yes. So on the web, it's just lamorimedia.com. We're doing some work on our site, but you can find me there. I live on Facebook where Tracy Lamori, and my last name is L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E, like Lamour with an I-E on the end. And it's not a pen name. People keep asking. And on Instagram, which where you can see a lot of my projects, is Tracy Lamori PR Media. So that's T-R-A-C-Y-L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E and then PR Media. And oh, and uh, by email, lamoripr at Gmail or that old technology, the telephone, you can actually phone or text me, tell me that you heard me on this podcast at 289. That's the area, it's a one, it's Canada. So one, two, eight, nine, then the phone number seven, eight, eight, five, eight, eight, one. All great information. So Tracy, thank you so much for being here. It was great having you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for the platform and the education that you provide to all of us and to, to entrepreneurs and to women and all of that stuff too. It's, it's hugely important and inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so good to do. And it's, it's a great feeling knowing that so many are learning from this. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. Make sure to visit our website, KeishaBlair.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Are you a member of the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If not... What are you waiting for? Go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to choose your membership plan and join. As a member, you get so many perks, free worksheets, advice, coaching, and a member's workshop to design an intentionally designed life. You need to figure out your life purpose? Take the Build Your Life Purpose Portfolio online self-paced course. You're struggling with all your money decisions? Take the free financial identities quiz and then take the course. You recently had a breakup, job loss, or experienced the death of a loved one? Take the holistic healing course. You need an overall plan to achieve holistic wealth? We will help you figure out your holistic wealth blueprint. And of course, if you want to start making money by helping others achieve holistic wealth, become a certified holistic wealth consultant. Regardless of what career you've got, the Institute will show you how to increase your income and walk in your purpose. The sooner you join, the sooner you start to achieve a more holistically wealthy lifestyle. And you're going to want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning best-selling Holistic Wealth 32 Life Lessons to Help You Find Purpose, Prosperity, and Happiness.